Investor Community Podcast. I'm Diana Ritchie. Topic for today's episode is different investing styles. And as always, the first question you should ask yourself is, why do I care? And the short answer is twofold. One, if you are new to investing, just starting your investing journey, trying to figure out where to start, this hopefully will be a helpful overview um, of the different ways that you can go about investing, the different ways that you can think about it. And if you're a seasoned investor, hopefully this will serve as a helpful reminder um, on the psychological aspects of investing. In other words, which hat we wear psychologically, depending on which style of investing we're using at any particular point in time. So with that, let's dive in. Okay, big picture, three different styles of investing. Style number one is trading. This is the mathy, the technical, the quantitative, the crazy charts. Style number two is passive investing, also known as index investing. And this is the kind of buy and hold for the long-term strategy. And then investing style number three is value investing. And this is the research and analyze a company and then buy low, sell high style of investing. So let's dive a little bit deeper on each one. Style number one, trading. This is your cousin who sits in a dark room 24 hours a day, seven days a week. He's got all the different crazy screens. And when you sit down at Thanksgiving dinner table, all he wants to talk about is penny stocks and then also how many thousands of dollars he made on his latest trade. Um, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but this is also, you, you get the idea trading is, um, you know, it encompasses things like day trading. It also encompasses things like technical analysis, which is those crazy charts that you see with the black background and the red and green boxes and lines, um, you know, the Fibonacci's and the moving averages and the stochastics and the trend lines, all of those kind of technical indicators. And this is also the quantitative trading. It can be high frequency trading. Um, it can also be the PhDs from MIT who now run a hedge fund using mathematical models, but who actually got their start in Vegas trying to figure out how to game the blackjack tables. You get the idea. Trading is our umbrella term for technical, quantitative, and mathy styles of, of trading, of investing. From a psychological perspective, well, actually, let me back up. Trading, the, the one thing that unifies all of these strategies, I should say, is a reliance on probability. In other words, the thing about trading is that on, for any given trade on any given day, the trader doesn't necessarily know whether he or she is going to make money on a trade or lose money on a trade. But the thinking, the calculus, is that if you follow the, your trading model, whatever your trading model is, and you place enough trades, then over time, you will win more than you lose. So 
What all of these trading styles share in common is a reliance on probability. You're basically betting that you're going to win more than you lose. And that's important context for the psychological aspect of trading, which is the mindset that you adopt when you're trading is just keep doing it, just keep placing trades. And this sounds simple enough, but the reality is that when it comes down to the psychological nitty gritty, this can be really hard because, you know, as, as humans, we learn pretty early on, if you touch a hot stove, you don't want to do it again. And so if you're trading and you place a trade that loses a lot of money, which you invariably will at some point, then it's really hard to get up and do that all over again. It's really hard to place a trade after you've just lost a lot of money on a trade. But the key psychological component of trading is you have to just keep showing up and doing it again and again and again because you're playing fundamentally a game of probability. So big picture on trading, kind of grand summary, is trading is about probabilities. Um, it tends to be more technical and more mathy. And trading can be a great fit for you um, if psychologically you're the type of person who can kind of show up again and again and again and is willing to place trades even after you've perhaps had a losing trade. So that's the umbrella term trading strategies. Okay. Investment style number two, passive index investing. Passive index investing um, is definitely the homecoming queen in this whole thing. She is the most popular and she's been the reigning homecoming queen for at least a decade. So most of the financial advice um, that you'll see, whether it's websites or books or financial advisors, I'd say the vast majority of it recommends a passive index investing style. And maybe it's helpful. I, I think it's probably helpful to tell a little bit of the story, a little bit of the history and evolution of um, how we got to passive index investing. So in 1970, Eugene Fama, who is a Nobel Prize winning economist who's spent his entire career at the University of Chicago, published a paper called Efficient Capital Markets, a review of theory and empirical work. And the conclusion in Fama's paper was that prices reflect all available information. That, that's his conclusion. Prices reflect all available information. Out of Fama's work, we got this theory that you can't beat the market. And we also got this idea that you're wasting your time trying to gather information about stocks or investing or particular companies because all the information is already reflected. And so in the mid-1970s, um, Jack Bogle, who's the founder of Vanguard, built off of Fama's idea. And he said, okay, wait a second. 
we've got this whole industry um, where we've got a bunch of research analysts running around, a bunch of stock analysts, and they're all doing all this stock research and trying to build these funds that, you know, with, with all these amazing stocks that they're supposedly finding. And as investors, when we invest in these funds, we pay really high fees because we're paying for this army of research analysts. And Jack Bogle says to himself, what if I started a fund that just skips all of this research? In other words, I'm going to start a mutual fund. My mutual fund is going to own, say, 500 different stocks, just a really broad swath of stocks. But we're not going to do any research on any of these stocks. We're just going to buy them all. And because we don't have an army of research analysts behind us, we're going to charge really, really low fees. And we think that this strategy, low fees, but highly diversified fund, is going to be better for investors in the long run. And the company that he founded, Vanguard, is still around today. And it was one of the first companies to offer these kinds of passive index funds. Today, of course, there are lots of passive index funds, and there's a lot of money in passive index funds. And it is absolutely um, a valid way to invest and a very popular way to invest. So, from a psychological perspective, what does passive index investing require? Basically, the mindset that we adopt when we are investing in a passive index fund is get your money in early and keep it there. In other words, buy and hold on. And the key to this is we accept that we don't know what any particular company is going to do. We accept that we don't know what the market's going to do. We're not even going to try to understand. We are going to put our money in. We're going to close our eyes. We're going to sit on our hands. And we're going to assume or presume that in 10 or 20 or 30 years or however many years, the money that we invested in the passive index fund is going to be more, we're going to have more money in 10, 20, or 30 years than we invested today because we don't know what the market's going to do, but we know that over time, the U.S. stock market has gone up. And so we just presume that it's going to continue to do that over a long enough time horizon. And so our job as passive index investors is to get our money into the fund, get it in ASAP, and then don't touch it. And this sounds easy enough, right? It's passive. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's a very passive thing. It's cheap and it's easy. And where passive index investing gets difficult is when you have a big market drop because we're human. And if you put your money in a passive index fund and then it drops 40% and you see your account balance go down really dramatically, 
our natural inclination as humans is to run in and sell, like stop the pain, get me out of this. I don't want to be invested in this thing anymore. I just lost 40% of my money. Oh my gosh. And so the challenge, the psychological challenge of passive index investing is to control your emotions when the market drops, because markets grow up, markets go down, they will drop at some point. And the one mistake you cannot make as a passive index investor is to sell out when the market drops. Because if you sell, then you're going to miss the growth when the market rebounds, which, you know, markets go up, markets go down, it presumably always will. So big picture, passive index investing, um, it's cheap, it's easy, it's a very popular way to invest. And from a psychological perspective, when we are using a passive index investing strategy, our job as investors is to just sit on our our hands, to just buy and hold on. Okay, investment style number three, value investing. Value investing is the guy or girl sitting in his office, surrounded by books and papers and annual reports and financial statements. And value investing is all about researching a company and understanding it really deeply. So to give you a little history on value investing and how it kind of came to be, um, Benjamin Graham back in the 1930s, um, wrote a book called Securities Analysis. And Benjamin Graham is widely regarded as the founder of value investing. And the reason that value investing has remained so viable and so popular is because Warren Buffett was um, a mentee. He, He studied under Ben Graham at Columbia University. And Warren Buffett, if if you don't know him, um, is 93 years old today. He is one of the most famous investors of our time. He, by all accounts, still goes into the office every single day, um, is still very much investing, and is worth, at last count, $120 billion dollars. And he's worth $120 billion after he has given away, we we estimate, about half of his fortune to charity. In other words, if you're looking for a successful investor, Warren Buffett is pretty much the beacon on the hill. He's one of the most successful investors of our day. And so naturally, we all say, well, wait a second. What is Warren Buffett doing? how is he so successful as an investor? And if I want to be a successful investor, can I do what Warren Buffett's doing? And so what is value investing? What is the strategy that Warren Buffett's been using? Big picture, it's three steps. Step one is research a company and really understand it deeply. You know, you really want to know everything 
that you can about this company. Step two then is do evaluation. Figure out how much you think this company is worth. And basically what you're doing there is you're looking at their past profit record and you're making some assumptions about the future and what you think this company will do in the future. And from those numbers, you're deriving what you think the company is worth today. And then step three is Warren Buffett's famous saying about margin of safety. So the idea here is if I think a company is worth, say, $100 a share, then the most I'll pay for that company is $50 a share. In other words, I won't invest my money in this company or in this stock unless I can get it on sale. And why is that so important? Why is sale shopping, essentially, the key to value investing? The idea here is, as Warren Buffett puts it, we're, we're going to be wrong, right? Like, we're not presuming that we're smarter than anyone else. We are assuming that our valuation is going to be wrong. And so we give ourselves room to mess up. We give ourselves a margin of safety, a margin for error by buying the company at half off. So that's value investing. It's essentially sales shopping. From a psychological perspective, the mental attitude that we take as value investors is patience. Patience, patience, patience. And it's also analytics. So it's basically, you know, I do my research on this company and then I find my price and then I sit around. And sometimes I sit around for years and I sit in cash. I, I don't make any investments because I refuse to make an investment unless I can make the investment at the price that I think is right. And being patient sounds easy enough, but for the fact that we get FOMO, right? Because value investors will sit around for years, not make any investments. And during that time, the market's probably going up and up and up and up. And all these other people are invested in the markets and you're watching all of your friends and all of your colleagues make money and you're watching the markets go up and you're thinking about how much money you could have made if only you had invested. And it takes a lot of discipline to stay patient and to not have FOMO if you're missing out as a value investor. So psychologically, that's the difficult part of value investing. So bottom line, big picture, um, value investing is about understanding a handful of companies and understanding them really well, doing your research, and then sitting around and being really patient until you get the opportunity to buy these companies that you love for the price that you think is um, a margin of safety price or, or a good price. 
Okay, so big picture recap. Um, three styles of investing. We have trading, we have the passive index investing, and then we have value investing. And like I mentioned at the beginning, um, you know, goal here is twofold. If you are just starting your investing journey, um, you know, I'd say sit with each one of these investing styles and see which one resonates with you. See which one you're drawn to, which one fits your personality, your psychology, your unique constitution and makeup. Um, so that maybe you can start exploring one of the styles that appeals to you. And then two, if you're a seasoned investor, um, hopefully this has been a helpful reminder to um, you know, stay in the in the psychological lane that you need to be in. Because we can all use a helpful reminder, right? When we're trading, we have to wear a trading hat. And when we're investing passively, we have to wear the passive investing hat. And when we're value investing, we have to wear the the patience and the value investing hat. And where we really get into trouble as investors is when we start to mix and match the psychologies. In other words, you know, if value investing is buy low, sell high, and you try to apply that to your passive investments, you're likely to sell at the bottom and miss out on profits. And that's how we get ourselves into trouble. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Women's Investor Community Podcast. Of course, if you have questions about money or your personal finances, please feel free to drop us a voice note from the homepage at dianaritchie.com.